GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to another edition of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, we are going back to the treehouse, and then by the pool, and of course, back to the Dusty Diamond with the cast of the Sandlot. And now is the time for all of you in our chat room to begin typing in your questions for them. Immediately after this session, you will have the opportunity to talk to them directly through our private chat options, as well as shop our selection of personalized autographs, all of which are available now at galaxycon.com. So without further ado, let's play ball and bring out our, today's guests. Our first guest is an actor whose body of work includes Boston Legal, Glow, and The X-Files. Today, he joins us to discuss the role of Hamilton Porter, better known as professional wrestler, the great Hambino, but everybody in the sandlot just called him Ham. Please welcome Patrick Renna. Hey. hey, how you doing, Patty? I am good, Patrick. How are you? I'm good. Ha- Hello to everyone. Indeed, they are out there, out there. So, how you been holding up, boss, during this uh, interesting uh, new year? You know, it, it, definitely 2021 got off to an interesting start. That's for sure. But uh, yeah. you know, I'm doing fine, as good as anyone's doing, and um, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Though this is this is fun. This is exciting. Absolutely. Glad to hear you, boss. And yeah, I had an interesting beginning to me. That was 2021 started by just uh, shaking off the last vestiges of 2022. Okay. I like yeah, that. I say, yeah, I, yeah, I, I like I, that. That's indeed. a very uh, optimistic glass half full. I like it. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much so too. And uh, oh, real quick, uh, you have a YouTube channel that uh, you've been out some really good work on. Tell us about that. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. You know, I, I started it with some friends of mine um, during the pandemic and just to keep myself busy because, you know, I was bored to, bored to tears. So uh, we, we were messing around with that a little bit. I actually, and then we did a whole Sandlot reunion on it, which is great. So uh, on the channel right now is just all the all the Sandlot stuff. Um, Justin Turner from the Dodgers hosted it. And I'm not really doing any new content right now. We kind of just did it for, you know, this, you know, boring, awful year that we just got through so that uh, we can bring some enjoyment. We did a little fundraiser for just the Justin Turner Foundation and he hosted the reunion. So we had a good time, but it's, uh, I'm going to keep it up there. So check it out and enjoy. We also have some secrets of the Sandlot and I interview all the guys one-on-one. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can uncover one or two more that have yet to be revealed today. You know, there's some doozies in this, on the YouTube channel. So maybe, uh, maybe we'll give you some today for sure. I would appreciate that. So awesome. Yeah. Look, actually, definitely check that out. Uh, our next guest is an actor whose credits include Black Hawk Down, Mystic River, and the Black Donnellys. Today, he joins us to discuss the role of baseball broadcaster Scott Smalls, but everyone in the Sandlot just called him Smalls. Please welcome Tom Guyrie. Hey, what's up? How, How much? You? How you doing, boss? Good, doing really good. Good to see you. Oh, good to see you, man. Uh, how's how's your uh, your 2021 been so far? It's been pretty cool, man. It's been uh, all in all better than my 2020s. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, things are going really good, man. Things are going really, really good. Awesome, awesome. Well, again, good to have you. And in case our audience knows, uh, Chauncey's having some technical difficulties, so we're going to try to work our way through that. So he will join us when he can. And uh, the truth on that is, everyone thinks Smalls was killing me, but really, Squints was killing me this whole time. (laughs) And now he's killing all of you. I'm sorry. 
We're excited. Well, gentlemen, once again, thank you for joining us here. Uh, we at Garrett GalaxyCon, we're looking forward to the day, maybe this year, where we could host you on our physical stages and get you back in front of your fans. In the meantime, we're here at the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Absolute pleasure to have you. Our team right now is going through our chat room, pulling out questions. In the meantime, just to get us going, I'd love to hear just uh, how you guys fell into these really iconic roles. Tom, go ahead. You go first. Yeah, I mean, uh, when this when the movie first came out, um, it did uh, kind of like a medium success. It just took over the years of DVDs and being on TV, it kind of got this cult kind of following, which is really cool. Uh, but we, I never expected it to. Um, yeah, I don't think any of us expected, you know, 25, 30 years later uh, that, you know, people would still be so into it and it made such an impact on people. And to me, as this super cool I, I love it you know I, I get a kick out of it mm-hmm. how did uh, what was the, the what was the auditioning process like for you for me it was it was a lot I mean I uh I, I went you know I because I just kind of started acting um I think Sam I was like my sixth audition and wow. I would go I was living in Jersey I would I would go into New York and I auditioned maybe three times and they flew me out to California and screen tested me but I didn't get the role they hired somebody else and I think they they maybe they started filming or something for a little while, maybe like a week or two, and then it, it fell through uh, with the casting. I think uh, they didn't like what they saw, maybe or something, and uh, they decided to to give it another shot. So they flew me back out and then hired me. So it was it was it wasn't the easiest process, but it worked out for me, I guess. <laughs> hey, you know, it's it's it's. It's like Michael J. Fox. He was not the first choice on Back to the Future, and uh, his predecessor yeah. didn't quite work out. So you know, hey, it it worked. <laughs> I remember uh, it was it was it was when they flew me back out. I stayed at the Sportsman's Lodge. That's where like they put all the actors, all the kids up. And I remember I turned around. It was the first time I saw Patrick ever in my life. And I said to myself, "He's got the part. That's I, I know he's got the part. It's got to be the dude." And I was right. <laughs> he, he got the part. I'm glad he did. <laughs> Uh, sweetheart thanks man so uh, patrick how, how did uh, how did your casting evolve for you uh i you know kind of similar to tom i i was i think you know uh grant gelt who played bertram and i we argue about who was the last person cast i think the director says that i was or grant loses sorry but uh but either way both grant and i were like eight and nine and we had very similar experiences it, it was kind of a rush i had just moved to LA and like Tom, it was one of my first auditions. Hadn't really acted before I knew I wanted to. And I went in and met with the director, which is un- that's unusual to do in Hollywood, just go straight to the director. But the reason was we were crunched for time. So, you know, he tells a story about casting with Sherry Rhodes, who's no longer with us, but she was, is, a, you know, a bit of a Hollywood legend. And Originally, they had casted the the script was written for six and seven year olds, right, Tom? Something like that, uh, or or maybe eight and nine year olds, and it just didn't work because you know having a, a younger kid scream, you know, I don't know, puss liquor or whatever, or yeah. any of the horrible things we said, uh, just was, it was they were too young, so they shifted gears. And I think the casting process was just this whirlwind experience for everyone because. They shifted gears to early teens, you know, 12, 13, 14. And so everyone just rushed to get hired. 
they had they were in crunch time because they were going to go film soon and like tom was saying some of the characters switched around you know they i think bertram played yeah 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 played bertram and you know one of the guys that had played hand switched and so anyway, I, I went and auditioned for him. And then the next day I met with, I met all the guys. And I remember the director saying, we really like you, but you don't have this job. You have to get along with all the guys tomorrow. And oh, wow. uh, lucky, lucky for me, I was bigger than all of them. So, you know, <laughs> I made them like me. Uh, that's, that's interesting. It was, it was meant to be more like little, little league type stuff, yeah. but I, 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 I definitely agree though. It was a good artistic choice to shift it over to that nine to 14 ish, uh, bracket. Cause it enabled you guys to say the salts that ended up making the movie so sweet. Exactly. Yeah. And that's six and seven year old. It's just, especially the Wendy Peppercorn. That's just way too young, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why Chauncey's not here because we're going to talk yeah. about that. Anyway. <laughs> that way too. So, what was uh, what was it? What was uh, what was Evans like as a director? You know, he he was amazing. I I always I think we all credit him for a lot of the success of the movie, and he had and has a really fantastic way of bringing out the you know the brilliance in people and. Um, he, he just worked with us really well. And I kind of, he's sort of like a big brother to us because we're not so far apart in age that he's like a father figure. He's, we're closer. So even now we'll, you know, we'll go grab a beer with him. We'll go hang out with him. We'll, you know, grab dinner and just chat. And, um, I think he's got us by like 10 years. So it's, um, he's sort of like a big brother to all of us and really was the genius behind it. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he threw himself into the fire with the movie because they say, you know, don't work with kids and don't work with animals. And uh, <laughs> he did both. He did a great yeah. job, though, man. He uh, he really had, like, a certain vision that he wanted, and he knew how to communicate that. I mean, I worked with a lot of directors, and it's, it's sometimes it's very difficult for them to kind of communicate with the actor what they actually want. And for him to be able to do it so easily, especially with kids that haven't really worked that much before, you know. And he's a great writer. I mean, he's he's written so much, so many good things. Mm-hmm. But I thought Sandlot was so well written. It really, uh, it really encapsulated the, the time period and the feeling of growing up in that that time. So I think that's really what resonates with people too, <clears throat> is uh, is how well it it gave the feeling of uh, of that time and and and. And having friendships during that period, you know, I, I I've always believed that it, audiences, and weirdly enough, I think kids are drawn to stories where they suddenly realize kids, no matter what time period, are just like them. Whether it's like a Christmas story or ET or the success of Stranger Things, now I think a lot of people are like, oh wow, it's it's uh, yeah, they they talk and act and they curse just like uh, we do now. It's just the clothes are different. Yeah, exactly. But I find it funny to me because everybody, I mean, uh, most people uh, remember uh, their childhood or their past much more fondly than it actually was. You know, I mean, I'll I'll uh, tell my kids about like how great the early '90s were, and then my my wife will be like, "It wasn't that great." And I'm like, "Yeah," but it's fun to talk about it like it was. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I think the thing that. I think the thing that resonates with people in the Sandlot too is it just reminds everyone of a less stressful time in everyone's lives, you know. And I think Tom, that's why when you think of childhood, you don't have any responsibilities, so who cares? But 
you're right thing. I mean, it, it still wasn't uh, all rosy, all, you know, candy canes and lollipops growing up, man. It's tough. Tough being a kid. But it's, but it's nice. It's nice to see a group of kids, a group of guys that just, yeah. And then that, that, the character says the magical, that best summer ever, or just, yeah. yeah. As soon as they wake up, everybody hits it unless it's too hot to go to the pool. And then, you know, well, yeah. when Chauncey's here, we'll talk about the pool. Yeah. <laughs> So, we do. so Tom, you, uh, you got to work, uh, you worked with more of the adults than, than everybody else. Uh, but you got to work with Karen Allen, Dennis Leary and James Earl Jones. That's a pretty amazing and eclectic lineup. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. I was really excited. The other, I saw James Earl Jones had his 90th birthday, which was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, he was a really nice guy. I mean, he only worked maybe two days on the film, but, uh, we were all really excited when he showed up and, uh, he was nice as could be to everybody. And it, it's fun to me. Like anytime I've sat down and rewatched the movie, I kind of, kind of awestruck that I got to work with him. You know, the guy's a legend. And, uh, you know, I mean, Karen Allen was great. Um, uh, Dennis Leary was, uh, I thought he was perfect in the movie. You know, he, he, he had that, that quiet, quiet menace that we would learn, we get used to in his, in his other roles in his standup. But yeah. yeah and, I, and I, and I really liked that, that, I really like that direction that uh, Directorio took and your performances, both of you guys' performances were just solid and that it wasn't antagonistic. It's just that you hadn't found that common ground. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I it was, it was fun working with uh, Leary though at the time, cause he just, it was, it was around when he just kind of popped on MTV. So we all knew him as the, the MTV guy. And uh, he was a lot different. I mean, he, his performance and, uh, and everything in the film was way different than, uh, than, than that character he played when he first came, you know, so it was, a, I think yeah. it was a, a stretch for him and it was, he did a good job. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. What was, uh, what was the most fun moment you guys can remember from the set? I just, I just remember playing in that treehouse all the time. Like we would usually hang out in there when, uh, when we had some time off, you know, and uh, I, but I always remember, I loved the, the 4th of July scene was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, I mean, the, the treehouse probably was, um, it, it, we sort of made it our own treehouse and, you know, there was such a good, uh, great props department and, um, uh, production design team. And they, they've got this really authentic stuff to just build the treehouse out of. I remember we would mess with stuff and Harry Haskell was the prop master would come in. I mean, he was one of our best friends on the set, but he'd come in yelling at us. Don't touch that. That's, that's authentic. I mean, they got real, you know, tops, baseball cards and uh, all sorts of stuff. So pretty, pretty cool. And it, yeah, the, again, that the movie felt like the time capsule that it was supposed to be. So crap. So props, props to them on the props department. Yeah, they had they had like uh, in the treehouse they had like nineteen early sixties Playboys in there I think, <laughs> and they had like all the yeah, old baseball cards and everything. They they had it to a T of like what it would be like for a kid's treehouse in the sixties. It was great. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> can't imagine that. Uh, what about uh, um, what was it like working? Uh, I don't know if you guys were there because it could have been done later on, but with the the Hercules puppet uh you know whatever that effect was with the giant paws and everything did you guys ever actually work directly with it or was it just reaction shots from you guys yeah i mean we you know they had so they had the puppet for 
the really big, like sort of fake looking shots. And then they had three dogs uh, for all of the other, for all of the other, um, like running. And obviously that's a real dog, but they had, I think that was the male dog because he was the biggest. And then they had two female dogs that were leaner and they were used for all of the running scenes. Actually, that's not true. There was also a male dog used for the running scenes because it's very clearly so in some of the shows. I, I was about to say, I just rewatched it and I want to say yeah. No, I think, yeah. the kid scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. When he jumps through the windows, there's something flopping around there. Yeah. Uh, but they, so they had three dogs and two leaner ones and one bigger one. The big one was, you know, the one they had licked Tom all over the face. And then they would have the smaller dogs for the other scenes. And then the props team made this crazy puppet for just the, you know, our, in our head when the paw slaps down and all, things like that, you know? Yeah, the, uh, you, you, you did a lot of screaming in that in the third act. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> you especially, you like to, like to zoom in on you and get your reactions on. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember there were a few days there where we were just like, Okay, yell again, yell again. I'm sure we got all hoarse and, you know. Yeah, what's, uh, what was your, what was your favorite of, of all the schemes to retrieve the ball? What, uh, what were you guys' uh, favorites? I think the vacuum one was my favorite only because of Victor Damadia's reaction after he played Timmy Timmons when he gets fully covered in dust and just <laughs> comes out and goes, We've been going about this all wrong. And then just shoot all the dust off. I mean, it's just one of my favorite moments. So Yeah, I, I agree. I love that scene. <laughs> yeah, we all got to do stuff. His delivery was great on that. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of funny. In rewatching the movie very recently, I was just like, I don't know. I think I'd rather uh I think I'd rather have the wrath of one dad uh angry about losing his ball than three moms uh, upset that their vacuum cleaners were ruined. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. We definitely went too far. But, you know, but that again, that's that's the charm of it and seeing the elevation of all these schemes and and you know, it's 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 I don't want to say it's it's little rascals-ish, but it's evocative of it. Yeah. Which I, I definitely was thinking of a point to it too. So I think if I'm reading this note right, I think our well, I think we're ready to go for audience questions. Great. All right, so let's go ahead and roll our first one. And this one comes from Juicy, who wants to know what did you learn on the set? Man, what didn't we learn? I mean, we were, uh, we were well, 13. actually, it being my uh, it was my first film, so I I got to learn uh, a lot of stuff about. Uh, uh, just being an actor, I mean, uh, uh, hitting your mark and not looking at the mark. <laughs> that was a big one. They would put the marks down. I would just keep looking at them the whole time. Um, but just uh, just little things uh, about uh, about how, how it all works, you know, like, uh, you know, I, what is a steady cam? You know, what is a dolly? All that kind of stuff. So I, I learned a lot about, uh, you know, the making of film. Uh, yeah. Which, and which and really they never... Cool. And they never really tell you that when you when you come on to you know, even to this day, I, st- I still have a wonder. It's like, you think, is this your first production? All right, we're going to pair you up with this guy who's going to walk you through this and orient you and yeah, that stuff. But no, nobody ever does. Yeah. And you don't you don't realize until you're on a movie set how many how many people are involved in making a film. 
you know, between the camera crew, props, you know, lighting, sound, uh, producers, set teachers for us, you know, SAG reps, casting, uh, and then that's not even post-production, which is editing, you know, color corrected. I mean, it's just, there's hundreds of people that, uh, it, there's hundreds of people that it takes to put something like that on. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's curious thing too. Yeah. You're, you're required to continue schooling and tutoring, uh, on the set. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. Luckily we filmed over the summer, so we didn't have school, but they still have to have a, I don't know if they call it a set teacher still, but they have to have a rep there for the kids to make sure, which is kind of funny because I really think they needed a rep for everyone else to make sure that we didn't do terrible things to everyone else. You know, we were fine. (laughs) I feel bad for the rest of the crew. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fair. Absolutely fair. And uh, Josie, thank you. Fun question to start us off with. And here's one from James. Do you remember any pranks on the set? (laughs) 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 sounds like you're volunteering Tom I remember once I I told Pat about this Uh, I I was up on the top of the tree house on the balcony oh yeah (laughs) and they were getting uh, they were getting uh, yeah yeah Marty York they were putting the uh, the catcher's outfit on him for him to go down when he he gets hoisted down to get the ball back and uh, I said to Shane uh, played uh Tommy Timmons. I said, I said to him, I go, I bet you I could spit on his head and suck like spit, like, like an inch close to his head and then suck the spit back up. And he was like, no way. So I tried to do it and I literally spit and it missed, it fell and it it missed his head and it hit one of the ADs on the head. And he looked up at me and he, he ran up to like to kill me. And it was pretty much the scariest experience of my life. But that was a prank that, that went hard and wrong. He didn't just hit anyone on the head. The first AD on a movie set, especially this one in particular, this one was a legend himself, Bill Eldon. He hit the first AD on the head, which after the director is the next boss. (laughs) We gave Bill Eldon a run for his money. That's for sure. We gave that poor man a run for his money. Uh, If you, and you know, what's great is he was telling me about this story because the, he was the first, Secrets of the Sandlot episode I did on the YouTube channel. And I went through all my old Sandlot photos and found the photo of him doing that. I don't know where they are, but uh, there is a photo of Tom Guyrie leaning over the US with a bit that long coming out of his mouth. If you go there's something watch, about, something about little kids episode, and, and little boys yeah. and, and spitting a lot. We love to spit. <laughs> We put it in the episode so you can go see. It's pretty great. It's 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 in our DNA. <laughs> well, uh, Patrick, any other uh, pranks that uh, maybe you took part in or, or possibly a victim of? I mean, I feel like the movie was one big prank, so it's hard to differentiate anything. I mean, we were just constantly, you know, we were like nine brothers just playing baseball and like – Karen Allen said, rolling in the dirt, getting dirty, or whatever that great line is, you know, Uh, and getting into trouble, not too much. I mean, we were just doing that for three months of filming, and, you know, it was was still one of the best experiences I've had filming, you know? 
Patrick, were you one of the guys that snuck into Basic Instinct with everybody? I don't know. I still call I still call BS on that one. Did we do that? I had to work that day, but my brother went, and I know Marty and Chauncey went. I don't know if you, because I, I, it was like a thing, like uh, Basic Instinct was out at the time, and it was like like the one movie like we weren't allowed to see, and like a whole bunch of the guys like uh, snuck into it and saw it, and the the moms all went crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm just gonna roll with it. I'm sure I did. I mean, who am I? <laughs> you know, Sharon Stone, 1992. Forget about it. Uh, uh, producer, do not run a clip from that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the director played a prank on you guys when he did uh, when uh, they decided to film the pool scene in what 55 degree weather. Yeah. The whole sh- the whole shoot schedule. We were in S- Salt Lake City in the summer, which anyone from Salt Lake knows it's not cold there. So we were filming in a hundred degree weather, except the pool day. The one day it was overcast and fifty degrees. And there's a scene where we're all shivering in the pool, and especially Shauncey's shaking. And you think, oh, this is you know he's really putting on the acting, the the nerves, you know, of oh he's about to kiss a, a lifeguard. But we were just all freezing. Yeah, yeah. that uh, method acting. So, uh, <laughs> James, thank you. Fun question. What do we have next from Glory? What was your favorite scene to film? My favorite was truthfully because it was always so hot outside. Utah in the summer is it can be scorching, uh, but we got to film inside the, a studio when we when we did the inside of the treehouse scene. Oh yeah, we did the floor scene, and. Uh, I think that was probably my my most. It was the most fun I think I had because we we got to all play off each other a lot, and uh, it wasn't hot. <laughs> it was nice and comfortable. So I think that was one of my favorite scenes to film in the movie. It was like the most relaxed and uh, I know just a fun scene too. Which and, uh, scene you know, you gives just, us the story of the beast? You said some more scene. So which scene? What's that? You said s'more scene. So which scene do you mean? S'more what? Oh, uh, the the s'more uh, the s'more scene. S'more what? When uh, in the treehouse. You don't see what I'm doing, do you? This was that. <laughs> I can't hear you. You're still killing me after all these years. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was doing you a role, man. I was doing you. <laughs> How, uh, how many? How many? How many? How many of those did you guys have to eat until they they cut you off? Uh, probably about twelve. Yeah, I mean, how many did we get to eat? Like yeah. that's not a hard thing to do. <laughs> Although I, for some reason, remember there at the end of it, there was like a spit can for the end of the scene because after about ten s'mores, it it takes its toll on even the biggest of sugar tooth <laughs> yeah. or sweet tooth. Excuse me. Oh, uh, f- uh, about a month and a half ago, we had the Willy Wonka kids, in, and they were like, yeah, we couldn't eat candy for like six months after. Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. But Glory... Also, the thing, the thing about s'mores is you have to let the marshmallow really melt the chocolate before you eat it. And in that scene, you know, it's movie time. You're on movie time. I didn't let that melt anything, so I was eating a you know, cold marshmallow. You're eating raw s'mores. Yeah, it's not... Not the best. Dry, crumbly, you know. Uh, movie. 
uh, thing, the things we do for our roles, right? That's so, right. Uh, Glory, thank you. Fun question. Uh, what do we have next? From Eileen. Did you get to keep any props from the set? I wanted to keep my hat, the big brimmed hat, but uh, they wouldn't let me because they had to film uh, the end scene with the older me with that hat. So wow. I wanted to get it, but uh, it's now they put it in the uh, Louisville Slugger Museum in uh, Kentucky. So that's that's where that's where my hat is. It's in a it's in a museum, like a Indiana Jones artifact. Oh wow! <laughs> I wanted to keep it, but I couldn't get my hands on it. Fair, fair. <laughs> they, uh, they had tops make legitimate. Uh, they actually reprinted um, baseball cards from 1962 for those baseball card scenes. So we had in 1992, tops reprinted 1962 baseball cards. Um, and I'm pretty sure I wasn't supposed to take one, but I did. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I have this Mickey Mantle uh, 1962 card printed in 1992. Pretty sure it's one of a kind, but I can never prove it. So it's probably worth nothing. But it's worth a lot to me. Hey, it's it's yeah, it, it's uh, it's all good. Is there uh, if you guys could have uh, acquired something from the set, uh, what would you have ta- what would you have grabbed? I probably would have taken my whole catcher outfit. Because ter- like I said, Terry Haskell was super cool, and he was like one of our buds. And if I if we had said, hey, if Tom had said I want to take my, you know, uh, fishing fishing hat, or I said I want to take my catcher uh, mask, he would have said yes. But we had no idea that they would be worth anything. Yeah, it's true. Is your, is your stuff in the in the Kentucky uh, Museum too? I think so. Yeah, I want to go there and check it out. Yeah, we should go. We should go. And we should steal all our stuff back. Exactly. Mission Impossible style. Yeah. coming on ropes. Ooh, hold on. I smell a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eileen, thank you. Very fun question. And a reminder to our audience, if you would like to chat with our guests like I am now or purchase a personalized autograph, please sign up at galaxycon.com. And let's go ahead and roll another one. And this comes from Kevin. Oh, do you like baseball? And what's your team? Uh, I do like baseball. Um, I don't follow it as much as I used to, but uh, I'm a New York guy originally, so I I am a Yankees fan, which I know many people don't like. But I got I got to stay true to it. I, That's I not like a Yankee hat, though. What do you got on your head? Is that a Dodger hat? No, no, no. This is this is just a Mets hat. <laughs> I wear it wow. I like I like Weird. the blue. I like, I just it just brings my eyes out. So you know I got to wear the blue. <laughs> Hey, it's still a New York team. You got to go with that. <laughs> there, that's actually my favorite of the New York teams. There you go. I always, I always have a soft spot for uh, the B ones. So I'm like the Mets, the Giants. You know, because then they don't, they don't get, they don't get the glitz of their cousins. There you go. <laughs> How about you, Patrick? Well, I'm from Boston, so I always keep my Boston roots. But I've been living in LA for. Oh, I don't know. I mean, since filming The Sandlot. So I also love L.A. teams. So I root for both teams. I know that's almost sacrilegious to say, but what are you going to do? It's my two homes. There you go. It's also not hard to root for Boston and L.A. teams. They basically, between the two of them, win everything. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> very true. Very true. Yeah, so, someday the Marlins will. <laughs> yes. God, we finally got a team. Yay! In that one year, they went all mercenary and bought, got it. All those guys, and it's like, yeah, we won the series. But uh, anyway, Kevin, fun question. Thank you. <laughs> What's next from Cat? If you could play another character from the movie, who would you like to have played? Wow. That's a good that question. I, Tom, have we ever had that question before? No, never. I mean, I think the answer is for all of us squints, but, you know, just from that one scene. But let's actually <laughs> think about this for a second. <laughs> that aside, this is a good question. Tom, you go first. Uh, if I had to play anybody, I'd probably want to play um, probably my stepdad. You know, if we can if we can refilm the Sandlot now with the new cast, I would like to be casted as uh, Dennis Leary's role. Fair. Just, just just give just be the meanest stepdad in the world. It'd be it'd be fun. Because come on, Smalls was a nerd. He was he was easy to he's easy to make fun of that guy. So I think it'd be a fun role. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. You get 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 a, get a little amorous with Karen Allen. That's not so bad. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> too bad. Patrick, how about you? I've been thinking about this hard. You know, I think the simple answer is probably Benny because besides Ham, I feel like physically and everything I, I most resemble what Benny the Jet resembled. You know, just that dashingly handsome, really good baseball player, just everything about Benny. So I feel like I feel like I actually was Benny. Let's be honest. I think, yeah. I think they made a big uh, mistake not casting you as Benny. Yeah, can you imagine if we all switched roles and refilmed and I was Benny? That would be awesome. Uh, You know, hey, I'd be a big big, 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 Uh, to a fun short movie. Tom, (laughs) I know Shauncey blew it and his whatever is wrong with his uh, computer, but I texted Victor, who played Timmy Timmons, to jump on and say hi to everyone. And he's walking his dog, so uh, I think you guys have him. There he is. Oh, he's hey. That's right. What's going on? Chilling, man. Chauncey uh, blew it, and his internet wasn't working apparently. So I texted my favorite guy anyway. <laughs> here I am, man. Now I'm always here for you. It's the guy who survived the treehouse explosion of 1963. The Great Treehouse Explosion of 63. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Victor, thank you for joining us here to the Galaxy Guide Virtual Stage. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. How are you? Oh, very well. Thanks for joining us and and being our, um, our, 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 pinch, our pinch runner. Uh, <laughs> as we too. All right. Uh, real quick, uh, uh, tell us how you got cast on this movie and uh, give us like a probably, probably your uh, your most memorable uh, onset memory. Well, the casting process was was intense. It was really long. It was probably the longest casting I did for any project that I was in as a kid. Uh, they they brought they brought you know they brought us all in individually. They cast us kind of tentatively, and then put us all together they wanted to see how we were as a group so we did like a month worth of auditions like like rehearsals and this and that and they would be swapping kids out and uh it was wild it was wild i think what you two were like two of the last people cast weren't you 
Yeah, because our our experience is totally different than yours. Like, yeah. But I think that's the way it was, Patty, because I think half the guys had one experience and half the guys had another. I think, you know, Benny, Mike, I think was more like you, Victor, where probably was from the beginning. Uh, Shotzi, I think, who played Squints was from the beginning. And then there were a few mm-hmm. of us, like Grant, myself, and Tom, who were last minute, last minute right. guys. Marty, Marty was there from the beginning, but as, yeah. as a different character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be Bertram or whatever. Yeah. So, and then what was the other question? My favorite moment. Yeah, from the set, or? yeah, yeah. What's the worst? What do you look back on the most during the set and laugh? At? Oh, my dog's barking at me. Chip, what are you doing? Now he's running away. Uh, <laughs> Camera shy. Yeah. Um, I. You know, my my favorite thing was hanging out in the treehouse. We would all sneak away whenever we weren't shooting something. Like at any any spare moment we had, we'd all sneak off and go in the treehouse and play around when we were supposed to be there, like on set, like ready to go. So yeah. they spent a lot of time looking for us. But I think after a while, they realized we were always in the treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> Someone just went, right, check the trailers, check the treehouse. Uh-huh. Seems like the seems like that that treehouse set was uh, was was a magic place. Huh? It was amazing. It was the best. Nice. Yeah, oh yeah, there those, it is. Look at those lads. Uh huh. All right, where's the Playboys? Yeah, they're in there. Trust they're me, they're in there somewhere, <laughs> and they are real. I'm sure the the continuity in that treehouse has to be terrible. Like, because we were constantly moving oh. stuff around and playing with stuff yeah. and taking things out of the treehouse. Yeah, yeah, that's the other reason they hated us being in the treehouse because it's called a hot set when it's actually been filmed and you can't move it. So every time we'd go in, we'd move stuff, and then <laughs> someone yelling at us. Yeah, there's Chauncey there with his corn bo- corn box uh, cereal, uh, you know, periscope. Oh, that thing was cool. Absolutely. So, Kat, thank you. Fun question. Uh, Victor, what we're doing is we're taking our questions for our audience. There's still one at the bottom. I'll read them out and just popcorn style. Let's go ahead and answer them. So, all right, let's roll. See, we get a few more before we have to go. From Ross, they would like to know Do you think the movie would be as quotable? Did you think the movie would be as quotable as it is? Okay. I kind of did because when David Mickey Evans was shouting all those lines out to Patrick when he was the catcher, uh, some of them, some of them stuck with you, and they were pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we might have a chance uh, with some of, the, with, especially with some of Pat's lines, were great. Um, yeah, I mean, I you know, I I remember reading the script with my dad, and my dad just being like, "This is amazing. This is going to be really good." Um, but you never know, and like I had done a bunch of stuff before that, and it's just like, I don't know, you do it, and then you kind of forget about it. So I didn't. I mean, I don't know. I had a lot of fun making it, but I just, you know, I never thought it was going to be this, you know, almost 30 years later. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm the same. I, you know, I always answer that type of question, although that's a different question. I haven't heard that one before either. But people, I do ask a lot, like, did you know the movie would turn into what it's become? And I think I always say when you're filming, you know, if it's going to be terrible. And I think we knew that it wasn't going to be awful. But besides that, there's no real way of knowing it's, I mean, because movies like this that mean this much to people are, there's a handful in history, you know, at least per genre, I guess you could say there's 
you know, there's not, um, you know, there's maybe 10 baseball movies that really mean something like Sandlot to people. So, yeah. or, you know, 10 coming of age, you know, young kid movies. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty special to be a part of. Uh, Erasers, they point. Yeah. People, I, I, People often ask that pipe handles, oh, did you know it was always going to be a success? I always transpose that afterwards as saying, when did you realize that the movie was starting to get find its fandom and pick up its, its second life? Yeah, I mean, even that, I think, you know, I will say what Tom said, though, when the director was yelling some of those lines on the bullhorn and we would all start laughing and then he would say, get it together, say it. You know, we kind of didn't know there was something funny there. But I think... Uh, I, you know, it's sort of grown over the years, too, when, like Tom had said from in the beginning, the movie had a, a it was a success. You know, back then it made 40 million dollars or something. And today that maybe be 80 to 100, which is good. It's, you know, but it ain't Avengers. Uh, and then I think every sort of five years, it started to pick up speed, like after five, after 10. And then there was that 20th anniversary that we all sort of took part in. And that really picked up speed. But then when the 25th hit, I don't know, that they got us all together. And that was pretty wild. That was yeah. pretty wild. Yeah, I think it was the 20th when I really sort of realized what this movie meant to people. But yeah, the 25th was when, that's when it really was like, oh my God, like I just can't. And you know, it's funny you're about the, the, the lines, the memorable lines. Um, I reread the original, I found the original script recently. Oh yeah, I read did. it. <laughs> and a lot of the stuff is not in there, you know. Well, it was my line, remember? Uh, it was, uh, you kill me, Smalls. Yeah, you kill me, Smalls. That's it. Which didn't really have the same ring to it. But yeah, like like Tom was saying about, you know, the director just yelling stuff out to us while we were filming. I mean, a lot of those great lines were not in the script. Yeah, yeah he really changed things up on the go. He, you know, mm-hmm. he'd pull, yeah. us, pull us aside, say something to us, you know, give us some new idea. Going, I mean... I remember that s'mores scene. It was, you know, heavily directed. And he, the right before the line, he told me, I want you to look at Smalls. And because he used to call us by our character name. Like we called each other our character name for the whole for three months. But he said, I want you to look at Smalls. And it's like you're looking at a fire breathing dragon. That's how crazy this guy is to you, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> like that. So. That then I have this big, you know, you're killing me, Smalls, like moment. But that that was a lot of the director and in a lot of those scenes. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, like the movie being made on the fly, so has this panel been. Ross, thank you for that final question. Thank you so much. And GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with the cast of The Sandlot, but it absolutely does not have to be yours. If you'd like to chat with these gentlemen, uh, please uh, sign up at GalaxyCon.com. And while you're there, check out our schedule of upcoming events, just like this one, as well as a selection of personalized autographs. Victor, I... Thank you so much for joining us in today. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Like I said, please come back. Please come back. Let's do this again. And uh, maybe our casting process. Victor replaced Squints. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Shanti, you're out. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, any final words for our audience before we go? Tom, over to you. Uh, I'm sorry. My mic's a little weird. I can't hardly hear you. What was it? Uh, Anything to say before before we take off? Uh, no, I think I'm pretty good right now. (laughs) This is a lot of fun, though. I enjoyed this.
Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, once again, thank you for joining us at the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Thank you to our audience for joining us, and thank you all for those great questions. Hope to see you all again later on today. We'll have cast reunions of Star Trek Voyager and Avengers Assemble. In the meantime, bye-bye, everyone. Take care, and please keep washing those hands.